Over the last 20 years, I've made loads of mistakes. And the biggest mistakes I made was not listening to other people and their advice about how I can scale and create a sizable business. So in this video, I'm gonna share with you five key things I think you should know, which I wish I knew 20 years ago, to really and exponentially grow your property business. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. I don't know about you, but there are so many things I wish I knew uh, when I started in business, best part of 20 years ago. Uh, but obviously, if you know everything before you start, uh, then the journey probably isn't as interesting and exciting and as challenging uh, as uh, you may think or you may want it to be, because obviously uh, everything that becomes a challenge or an issue or a concern or a calamity or a frustration uh, is good for learning and developing. Uh, but nevertheless, there are people out there who are just starting in property uh, or are very new to property. And I think there's certain things that you ought to know and believe, by the way, because when I started out and I, as I was progressing on my journey, certain things people were telling me and the penny didn't drop, it didn't make sense or it made sense and I still didn't do it because I didn't believe it. Uh, and over the years now, I've come to the realization that when somebody tells me something, uh, as long as they've got credibility and there's some currency between us in terms of relationship uh, and I think they've got a good reputation, they know what they're talking about, uh, I'm more likely to listen to them uh, knowing that they have basically earned their stripes uh, and are telling me from experience. Uh, so today I want to share with you five things I wish I knew when I started out uh, and I had I believed them at the time, uh, I think they would have been a real game changer for me. Uh, number one, OPM, other people's money, better known as NMD, which is no money down. So contrary to the traditional, the general belief that you need lots of money to get into property or you need money in order to invest in property is incorrect, false and not true. And I say this on two levels. One is having done it myself a number of times. And secondly, having seen so many more people do it so many more times than I have and I probably ever will do because obviously collectively if I let's say spoken to 300 people who've done no money down to twice each that's 600 NMD deals there ain't no way I'm going to be doing 600 NMD deals in the next 20 or 30 years because I've got other stuff to do too uh, apart from obviously uh, doing property uh, but that is for another day but no money down was an absolute game changer for me because it did a number of things but the, the big one was saved money for me so I, when I say saved I mean uh, I had no extra and the way I ended up by the way on no money down was I'd utilized all of my cash on particular deals more deals were coming my way and I said these are really good deals I ought to be investing in them but I've got no money so how do I make it work ah oh, three years ago that person over there mentioned no money down was a little bit cautious. I'm an accountant. You'd expect me to be very much cautious, in fact. But let me give it a go. So that's how I kind of ended up actually doing no money down. It was a situation and the circumstance 
plus something which I had learned a few years ago, uh, which I thought I'd test and implement. So if, if it didn't work, at least I could say, I tried it, Mr. So-and-so. You told me three years ago this would work. Hasn't worked. What am I doing wrong? Or does it actually work? One or the other. So I had uh, a strain on my financial resource or cash that invested elsewhere. That was one thing. The second thing was doing no money down enabled me to create my own network of investors, which helped a lot. But the kind of big one for me was I could do more than one deal at any one time. And that was the game changer because previously I was doing one deal, making that happen, that finishes, then looking for the next one. That takes three or four or five or six months. Then starting on that, the whole kind of cycle could be two, two and a half years before I do another deal. Uh, and this doing multiple deals at any one time together, even though I'm not starting them together, but I've got them all lined up, ready to go at the speed and pace that I want to do them uh, was fantastic. And the big one, again, alongside multiple was kind of scale and size. So you might think scale means multiple, kind of does, but it doesn't. Scale means I was able to grow my business quicker. Size means the size of the deal that I was doing. So rather than doing a small flip, when I, I've only done, I think, one flip ever in my life. Uh, other than that, uh, if, if, if I was doing kind of single-lets or bike-let deals, uh, and then looking at small commercial conversions or small new builds, I then made a big jump. So you, if you look at the videos on, on Bicker, 49 new houses being built. The one prior to that, five houses, but they're in the houses, two, two two-bedroom houses and three two-bedroom apartments. So five units, new builds, and jump from there to 49. That's a big jump. Most people aren't going to take that kind of a jump, but that's a tip for a bit later on. So using other people's money uh, enabled me to do this and much more. So... If you haven't got any money and you want to get into property, look at no money down and find people who have money out there who know, like and trust you. And you've got some expertise either in the property sector or something else that they don't have. And you can work with them to make it happen. That was, that was number one. Number two for me, I put CC, which is commercial conversions. This was an absolute game changer. So having gone on to different type of property courses, I'd always learn stuff and no matter which course I go on or you go on, I always believe that there's at least one thing we can learn, usually more than one by the way. But stuff didn't quite excite me until I actually went on a commercial conversion course and when I just sat there, the kind of penny just dropped, bang. This is phenomenal. This is big money in big chunks and you don't usually see big money in big chunks anywhere. Uh, but this was a absolute total game changer for me uh, so now I only do two things if you go onto this channel you'll see the stuff that I share very openly by the way uh, one is commercial conversions and if you look at New England project London Road Boston uh, you'll see the commercial conversions if you look at Bicker you'll see the new build and then the next one that we're doing which is a post office in Boston and that's more to come later uh, once we finished Bicker so that's just a bit of a teaser for you on the next videos I'm going to be sharing on my next project. Uh, but commercial conversion absolutely changed the game for me simply because I soon realized what I could do was buy a commercial property. Let's say for, and again, I'm just making up the numbers to share an example for say 500 grand. 
I could then let's say whether it's uh, permitted development or you go down the planning route. We're not going to cover too much on that today. But let's just say I've got I've obtained planning in some shape, way, form, act or manner. But you can't obviously do stuff without planning or prior approval or permitted development. And it's cost me let's say seven fifty to refurbish, redevelop, get it ready. Okay. So here we've got uh, 1.25 million in terms of the cost. So that's 1.25 million. Uh, you then look to refinance and let's say the property, I'm gonna keep the numbers really easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change that into a zero, not because it should be a zero. It's just gonna make it easier for me number wise, by the way, okay? You then basically wanna uh, refinance this and you get it valued at, let's say, 1.6 million and then you want to get up to 75% loan to value okay so that gives you 1.2 million and in 750 let's say it's all in interest cost if you were to borrow from other people or whatever it's happened let's say that's all in cost okay you get 1.2 million yeah so you pay everybody off and let's say with this you created 10 flats so now you've got 10 flats and you borrowed 1.2 million and I'm again, I'm just making up the numbers, 10 flats, and the rent is, let's just say, 700 pounds per flat per month, around 12 for 12 months, gives you 8,400. And let's say it's 100% occupancy, again, just to keep the numbers really easy, okay, times 10 flats, okay, gives you 84,000 rental income coming in every single year. I know there's gonna be void periods and all that kind of stuff, but like I said, let's just keep it easy. You borrowed 1.2 million, and let's say you're paying 4% interest, it gives you 48,000 pounds. So you've got a good buffer of 36,000 left over to pay for repairs, maintenance, insurance, other uh, regulatory costs. So it's a good little margin. So you're creating cash flow and you're creating capital appreciation and there's no money from your pocket or anybody else's pocket because you've just refinanced, paid everybody back in terms of your investors and other people. And quite simply, now you owe 1.8, 1.2 million to one particular bank. What's not to like? Try doing that somewhere else in a different business. You can, by the way, you can do it uh, with uh, seller finance. But try doing it that quickly, that easily. And, and I'm, 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 I don't usually use the word easy because nothing's easy. It's just about understanding how things work. Things are difficult, complex, complicated, hard work. But this is easier than doing it in any other type of business in my opinion and experience and i run quite a few different businesses uh, over the years uh, so and it's very simple to follow and that just unlocked the whole game from hold a minute we can do two two of these three of these a year if we want to which we're going to going forward by the way probably more and you're creating 10 per flat or 10 units uh, per deal for example so not big numbers uh, and you're doing three, four a year, you're creating 30, 40 units. Okay, and even on this figure here, times that by, by four, the free cash flow, uh, of course you've got, you've got tax to pay there and you've got other costs, but 36,000 pounds times that by four, you're, best, you're getting close to best part of a 150 grand. Okay, sharing that between two, 75 grand each. Let's say you've got other costs, repairs, maintenance, insurance, blah, 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 blah. Take out your share, 25 grand. Okay, you've still got £50,000 before tax coming in. Do that in one year. It is, uh, you know, it's just phenomenal. So commercial conversions was fantastic. 
And then for me going on to masterminds, where people shared with me how commercial conversions run, work was fantastic. So if you're interested in that, by the way, I have a mastermind where we assist property investors. You don't necessarily have to be doing commercial conversions, by the way, if you're doing other property strategies, we'll help you with that too. But my specialty and my obviously expertise is new builds and commercial conversions. So if you're interested in that, you'll be part of the mastermind to grow yourself and develop and create a sustainable, scalable business and sizable, uh, then get in touch, more than happy to help you. Third one was time leverage. And leverage obviously is important in all uh, aspects of property. So this in very simple terms, when I started off, my whole thing was, I wanna basically do everything myself. And then I soon got to realize is I can only do so much myself. Because uh, being an accountant, I thought I'll paint the property myself. If there's any wallpaper, whatever, I'll do that myself. If I need to change the door locks, for example, I'll do it myself. If there's stuff that needs to be moved around, moved in the house, moved out the house, okay? Moving stuff, I'll do it myself. These are just a few of many things. So I was busy doing real stuff that A, isn't my expertise, B, somebody else does it better than I can, C, I can use that time, okay, looking for investors, looking for deals, uh, structuring deals, building my own network and my net worth uh, as opposed to doing this stuff here. So I, when I started giving this stuff away, initially it can seem painful because you think, hold on a minute, this cost me a thousand pounds, for example, this cost me 200 pounds or whatever, this cost me 100 pounds, this cost me another 100 pounds, okay? So you think, hold a minute, all of a sudden here, I'm spending 1400 pounds, when I ought not to and just keep that myself. Like I said, I'm an accountant, these things play in my mind. Uh, but I soon realized the more stuff I give away to other people to do, where they're really good at doing that kind of stuff, frees me up, creates more mental capacity, I can focus on the things that I'm really good at. For most people, we're good at between one to three things. Some people might be four or five core competencies and skills, okay? Focus and work on those core competencies rather than trying to do all this other stuff, which means nothing to you, okay? And a, a typical example I'll share with you is a lot of business owners trying to do the bookkeeping themselves. Think You're not a bookkeeper. Outsource to a bookkeeper or an accountant they do this stuff day in, day out, all, all the time. They know something's valuable, something isn't valuable, which uh, nominal code it goes to, how to reconcile stuff, how to do control accounts, all that kind of boring stuff nobody else likes apart from bookkeepers and accountants. We'll do it for you. Why the hell would you want to spend four hours a week trying to do your bookkeeping and trying to make stuff work and then it doesn't balance and then you're going crazy and you're watching YouTube videos, you're reading stuff online, you ring your accountant, annoying them, ringing other people trying to figure out what's going on. Give the damn thing away. Do what you're really good at. It's going to be better for you. Number four, network. And this basically and very simply isn't just about networking. This is people who you rely on. And again, I can give you a whole list of power team members, this, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to do that. Uh, four people, I think, are going to be real game changers for you. They were for me. But three were for me. But the fourth one is me to you, by the way. And you'll see what I mean in a moment. Number one for me, deal sources. Game changer. Simply because I was out there looking for deals, talking to agents here, there, whatever else, doing all the heavy lifting. It's really hard work, I think. And if I've got an easy route, and I've got a hard route, a difficult route, I'll be honest with you, I wanna go for the easy route, 
all day long because it makes more sense. So as I started finding good deal sources, and you need one or two of them by the way, one will do the job. They came, the deals came to me, saved me five, six, eight hours a week for talking to agents, trying to find deals. By the way, one or two of those agents kind of became deal sources for me because when deals came to them, they'd look at them, if they fit my criteria, they'd send them over to me so that I can see them as deal sources too in my own world. Uh, so that works well. Secondly, a finance broker, extremely important. Been a life saver for me many, many, many times. When deals haven't added up, uh, they've found ways to make them add up for me. They've assisted, supported me, both in funding the purchase, the refurb, redevelopment on the exit, uh, or when I'm doing uh, refinancing to pay off all the investors, brokers, the, have been extremely important. So I can't uh, uh, stress to you how important it is to have a really, really good broker. Third one, which is me, by the way, accountant, uh, extremely important. You have an accountant who specializes in property. I can't emphasize that enough. And this isn't a plug for me, by the way. Use anybody else out there. There's some fantastic accountants who specialize in property. Use one of them. They'll give you a lot of advice. They see stuff all the time about different reliefs, allowances, exemptions, how to structure your business, look at IHT, look at capital gains tax, look at income tax, look at corporation tax, all the other important stuff that you need to know about. If you use work with a specialist property a tax accountant, they'll help you with that and they'll keep you compliant. So that is important. And for me, the third one, for the fourth one, third one for me, the fourth one for you would be a lawyer or a solicitor. So as you start doing more complicated stuff, especially that I'm doing nowadays with option agreements, conditional contracts, all the other things, you need a really good solicitor, lawyer, who can help you with those things to make sure the contracts are well written, uh, well presented, and work obviously in your benefit because obviously they're there to look after you and your best interests. So make sure don't, you don't skimp on any of those fees. I'm not gonna name drop the kind of lawyers that I use, but I can tell you that they're not cheap and they're really, really, really good, worth every single penny. Same goes for the brokers. I don't negotiate what they wanna charge. Get the job done because I know the value comes in, the deals they're gonna find me and how they're gonna make deals work for me. Same for the deal sources and same for the accountant. Sometimes people say, oh, the accountant charges 1,200 pounds a year, whatever. Over there, somebody's charging 800. But the 1,200 guy or girl is a specialist property tax accountant. It's got lots of property expertise. He's a property investor themselves and has lots of property uh, clients. Now, why the hell do you want to go over there and pay 800 pounds somebody who's a generalist or who specializes in, in some of the industry just to save 400 pounds? It's the wrong type of thinking. And you're not the type of guy who's going to be able to do, to do those big deals because you haven't got the right mindset, in my opinion. You might disagree. If you do, by the way, fantastic. Comments below. Let me know why you disagree and we can have a conversation because I'm not always right and neither are you. But if you talk uh, amongst us, we can maybe find some middle ground. Number five, uh, which is what McDonald's are very good at, which is quite simply go large or go big. So I shared with you at the start of the video, uh, new builds, five units from five to 49. That is one heck of a jump, by the way. Okay, same with commercial conversions. The first commercial conversion I ever did, okay, uh, was, at, I can't remember, I think like five units. From five units, we jumped all the way to 21 units. Then came down to 12. Then we went back to 21 again. So it just kind of grows. You can see these are big numbers, okay? But they're not that big. What I learned from this process, quite simply, was 
whether it's a big deal or a small deal, in an roundabout way, the effort is similar. The time can be similar. Of course, if you're building 500 houses and you're doing, uh, building 10 houses, obviously it's going to take you more time to build 500 houses, but it ain't going to take you that many more times. Okay, so if you, let's say you, you're building five houses and you're building 50 houses, it ain't going to take you 10 times longer, uh, longer to build 50 houses. It might take you twice as long, maybe three times as long. Bigger, 49 houses, we're doing it in 15 months. Initially we thought 14, 14 has now become 15. 15 might become 16, by the way. Uh, but in the closing video, I'll share with you exactly how long it's taken us. But even, even if it's 16 months, if you're building five houses, probably take you 16 months anyway. Just so I uh, hope that makes sense. So effort, time, and obviously uh, net profitability, margin, okay, and then uh, economies of scale. I'll just put econ of scale. When you're buying more stuff, you can uh, buy it cheaper because you're bulk buying that type of stuff. And then, then that enables you to get better contracts, quite simply, because when you're saying to somebody, I want you to do the Electrics for one house, oh, let's, let's say it's five grand. I want you to do the electrics for 49 houses or 50 houses. Well, we can maybe do it for four grand a house, for example, because you're giving them bulk. The same with the furniture, the kitchens, the bathrooms, the bedrooms, all the work. So that, and then when you've got more than one project, you think, well, you haven't just got this project, you've got four other projects or two other projects. So how much are you going to charge me now? So you can soon start doing that kind of stuff and then start employing your own people to do stuff for you. So I think it's all too often people want to stay in their own little comfort zone. And by the way, everybody's different. I get that. I'm not here to, to change you in any shape, way, form, act or manner. That's not my job. I'm here to share with you my own experience. If you like it, fantastic. If you don't like it, that's cool too, by the way. Uh, again, comments below if you don't like it and share what you do like or what you do think. I might learn something from you. There is no might, by the way, I probably will learn something from you. I'm learning from uh, information, uh, new ideas and strategies from people all the time. Uh, but I think going large is a mindset thing, thinking, let's let's do it, let's try it, what's the worst that can happen? You'll, you'll just learn more, you'll have more pain, more headache. On the journey, you'll think, why the hell did I go from five to 49, for example? This is real hard work. But after all that learning, at the end, you think, that's really good. Can, can I turn 49 to 149 now or 249? And the answer is yes, you absolutely can. Only thing holding you back is going to be yourself. And when you look back later on, you think, I should have grown quicker. I'm making this video for you by basically saying 20 years ago, had I known this stuff, I could have moved quicker. Truth be known, 10 years ago, I knew most of this, not every single one, no money down, wasn't known to me, the other four pretty much were. Uh, and I, apart from possibly commercial conversions, so uh, time leverage, network, go big were known to me 10 years ago. I could have done them then. I didn't. But now I've learned that when I find something, I grasp it, I should implement it very, very quickly. The challenge for you is, are you going to go large? Are you going to look at using other people's money if you don't have your own money? Are you going to find the important people in your network to make stuff happen? Are you going to look at commercial conversions? service accommodations, a rent rent, a rent to SA, HMOs, any of the other property strategies and make them work for you, that's down to you. But one thing from all five, which is, I think is really important, that's other people's money or no money down. 
two things, other people's money, go large. When you, when you have other people's money, you go large. This is a weird thing. It's a bit like people used to tell me many years ago, banks like lending money to those who don't need it. So if you've got loads of money in your bank account or you've got a big business, banks say to you, we're here, have some more. You think, I've got plenty of money, I don't need any more. That's how this works. When, when you've got other people's money, you go large, you're doing deals. The interesting thing is, people want to give you more money because they want you to do more deals for them and you attract other people out there who say to you, can I give you some as well? Because you seem to be doing a pretty good job. Okay, have some of mine. So this, you grow exponentially and it's just, end up, it, it, it can be as large and as big or small as you want it to be. So those are my five things I wish I knew 20 years ago. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.